0: Welcome to Women's Star, Dublin Lesbian Line's new podcast created to showcase the stories within the LGBTQAI plus community. We want you to feel included whatever way you present yourself to the world. So if you have a story you want to tell, get in touch with us at www.dublinlesbianline.ie. Today's guest is Hannah Kelly, DLL wellness course participant. And she spoke to Laura Louise about bi erasure, and the fluidity of sexuality. We began by asking Hannah why she agreed to speak to us for this podcast.
1: I suppose one of the things that, like, why it makes sense for me to be doing something like this is um, I'm, like, hugely into activism and hugely into kind of making spaces for people to see themselves represented, and it just so happens I come from a lot of different groups that aren't very represented, (laughs) Um, but I also feel quite comfortable about talking about those things quite openly, so I try to do that whenever I can, so, like, I think... uh, being bi, I think it's something that a lot of people don't hear about that much. And mm. it's something that even in the community, it's not really talked about that much. So any opportunity I can to talk about bi things, I I I'm jump on
2: it. So <laughs> um, so how do you know DLL and what made you want to do the podcast? Apart from me begging you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I found out about it through the Facebook group that LGBT plus women you know that yeah, one, the, the, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, and there was um an ad post by yourself I think um about a wellness group for um women in the community and uh it was something I was like oh my god this is exactly what I've been looking for and it was absolutely amazing I it ended up in like I mean I learned a lot about myself through it but I actually ended up coming out and work after doing mm-hmm, the course yeah. so it was like absolutely amazing and really perfectly timed as well um, so that's how I found out about DLL and then of course I spoke at Soapbox Sessions mm-hmm. so, um, and now I'm here. So that's kind of <laughs> how I kind of found
2: out about it and started kind of using the services and stuff. Uh, brilliant, thank you. Um, would you mind saying what the Soapbox Sessions were? I would probably describe it as it's like a
1: group forum kind of situation where speakers get up and speak about mental health, um, kind of loosely around mental health because it yeah. can cover a lot of different topics um, within the community. Um, during pride. So, um and it was oh, it's such an amazing experience and everyone should go. It was like such a feel good event. And even though mental health can be quite heavy to talk about sometimes, I felt you kinda of left feeling like, Oh, I've learned so much today and I feel really good and listening to everyone's stories was really insightful and stuff. So would yeah. recommend it. It's really hard to describe,
2: but would yeah. recommend <laughs> anyone to go. Like um so you're here today to talk to us about birater and um biphobia and your experiences coming out as a, as a bi woman and finding your place as a bi woman is that how yeah. okay to say yeah. yeah um so would you like to talk to us about how you realized you're bisexual and i love when you talk about your double coming out yeah if you don't mind so
1: when i was 15 um i was in my first relationship with a girl and um, I kind of really didn't think about sexuality at all. I was just like, okay, cool. I'm in a relationship with a girl. That means I'm a lesbian. Yeah. So and I didn't really tell anybody either. Like all my friends were gay um, when I was young, and well, they still are now. I don't know. Why I ask if they're not now. But, um, but so I kind of just like was completely fine with that. Um but didn't tell my mom and dad. It was kind of like, oh, just leave it out. How it is for the minute. No need to tell anybody. And they actually found um, like this scrapbook thing that my girlfriend <laughs> my then girlfriend, had made for me, and it was like so cheesy. Like pictures the two was like poetry written and like love poems or whatever. It was really cringy. <laughs> and um, so they called the, my mom and dad, called me into the sitting room, and like had this um, scrapbook there, and we're like, so like, what's this about? Are you a lesbian? Like, and I kind of just went, oh man. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So that was kind of the end of that conversation. They were crying. I cried. It was like a big, <laughs> huge emotional thing. Um, and we all moved on. It was fine. My girlfriend was practically living in our house then. And it was grand. Like, it was never really thought about it again. Um, and then I was single again, maybe four years later. And um, kind of throughout the end of my relationship, uh, I had kind of started noticing that I was feeling like attraction. I don't know if I'd call it attraction, but I had an interest mm. in guys and... I didn't really know what to do with it. I was just like, I don't know what that is. So, so I'll just leave that be. Yeah. And I was pretty much, I had decided within myself that's too confusing for me to deal with. I'll just be a lesbian because yeah. it's not as if I wasn't attracted to women. So I was like, I can just be attracted to women. That's fine. Um. But eventually, like, it, it it's not something you can ignore. Um. So I said, right, I'll just try it out and I'll go on a date with a guy. Um. So I went on this get this date with this guy. He was like a mutual distant mutual friend. And it was such a bad date. Like, it was so bad, which, like, I always make the joke that it, it, you know, it kind of gave me an insight into how bad dating men would be. But I was definitely attracted to him, though. So, I, like, I couldn't deny that yeah. um, I was I was definitely attracted to men. So um, I decided to tell my mom. But I never really used the word bisexual. I, I kind of found it hard to use the word. So I just kind of told her I would now be dating guys, too. Yeah. Um, And it was... It was awkward and it still kind of is awkward where I I kind of attribute some of it to how I came out because at the time I was struggling with the with the label. I didn't use it and kind of tried to make it not a big deal at all. I kind of was like, oh, we don't need to. It's just this weird thing. Mm-hmm. It's fine. We can move on. Um, and I think that's how it sat in my family for a long yeah. time was just like, no one understands this. Hannah doesn't even understand what this is. So yeah. we'll just like not even talk about it um so that's kind of where my second coming out was not as easy yes. and it because i wasn't as comfortable with the label at the time i think with lesbian i kind of really owned that label mm. and was really comfortable in it straight away because i knew i wasn't straight so that word was what i was given and i was like cool yeah um and then figuring out that it wasn't the word that was right and i didn't really know i think it was almost prematurely came out the second time yeah, um, so it wasn't a comfortable thing. Uh so yeah, I think the second coming out was a bit more difficult and awkward.
2: Um I think that, that happens for a lot of people. Mm. They come out when they're still coming to terms with and you shouldn't have to like know everything about your identity, but yeah. if you haven't got all the answers immediately, it can be really hard and then mm-hmm. it can be hard to like revisit it then with people. Yeah. It's like it shouldn't be your like your one chance to mm-hmm. say it and mm-hmm. get it right. And then you know, everyone goes takes your lead, then it's yeah. like people are still figuring it out. And people, if you don't know what it is, other people don't know what it is, it's hard to it's harder then to work it work it out with people. Yeah. I think it was a huge problem for me because when I was in school, like I
1: was very much a lesbian. Like I did the whole like <laughs> shaved my hair thing. I was awesome. like yeah. I was I was very much people knew I was a lesbian and I went to an old girl school and I was actually the head girl in my final year. And like everyone was cool, me being gay, like literally no one cared. The school was really cool. Um but I remember all the girls used to ask me questions, or whatever, and I was fine with it. But they used to be like, how do you know you're a lesbian, though? And I was just like, I just... Aren't. And at that stage, that was my truth. I yes. wasn't lying. Like, yeah. so I really thought, like, I would never be with men. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, no, the thought of that makes me feel sick or whatever. Yeah. And I remember one thing really stuck with me was one of the girls in my school said to me... Well, I was she was talking to her mom. I don't know why she was talking to her mom about me, but she was saying... <laughs> that there was a lesbian in her year and her mum said, oh, she's too young to know if she's a lesbian, yeah. And I went on this big rant about, like, you know your sexuality or whatever. Yeah. and uh, Then I was only thinking about it then a few years later when I was going to come out again that I was going... I've just proved a lot of people right. And I, fe- I felt a lot of guilt because I was like, God, I am proving that like young people don't know their sexuality, which is obviously not true. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do know their sexuality from a young age. and yeah. I think the reason why I didn't know or why I kind of got maybe a bit confused at the start is because bisexual isn't really
2: seen as an option um, yeah. that when you're that young. And do you think that because so many people that later come out as being gay first come out as bisexual do you think that has one has made it harder for bisexual people i i think some people differ on opinion on this um, i don't
1: have a huge problem with people doing that because yeah. i mean if you need a stepping stone and that makes you feel more comfortable i yeah. don't i don't see a problem with it i mean obviously yeah it probably does create or add a little bit to stigma around why yeah, people if people get the see it as a or, yeah but I also don't think it's fair to deny someone whatever comfort or whatever they need to be able to come out. And if, if that's the way people are comfortable doing it, then, like, fine, whatever. And I also think a lot of people who come out as bi-first think they're bi-first. Like, or they yeah. could be bi, yeah, bi at yeah, that totally. stage in their life. Well, that's it. You know, yeah. they're not less necess- Because, as I said, like, I was a lesbian. Like, yeah. I really, at that time, yeah. was not interested in men at all. So, yeah. like, it's definitely a... Sexuality is definitely a fluid thing. So, yeah. I, I wouldn't be denying anyone that or I don't have a problem with anyone who used it as a stepping stone even if they knowingly use that as a stepping stone like yeah. no one does it I don't think anyone does it um maliciously mm. for towards by people it's, yeah. it's an internal thing where they do whatever they can to make it as easy for the people that they're coming out to and the, the joke is though that no one is more okay with bi people than they are
2: with, yeah, so like it's actually not more comforting yeah. for anyone so and um, you know the thing is if there was no stigma around any sexuality then there wouldn't be yeah. need for things like stepping stones and it, exactly, yeah. it wouldn't create yeah. it wouldn't feed into yeah. a stigma because there mm-hmm. would be none so it's yeah i i, I get it. that's a lovely way to put it as well that you like it's like what makes people more comfortable yeah. um you know I, yeah a lot of people do think they're by and then later come on but mm-hmm. well, not think even sorry they might be by yeah. and then they might later on and mm-hmm. of course that can change again as well mm-hmm. um it's not necessarily set and of course yeah. you were saying like some people know from they're young and they yeah. feel that way for their whole lives but a lot of people especially more and more now um are able to acknowledge that actually it's not so binary we, for them yeah, yeah. so you're you're two coming out with your with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that go with your friends? How did you find that? I don't. You said all your friends were were gay and, and still are. Yeah. Um, how did you find then coming out as bisexual to like your gay community or your queer community? Or yeah. You so call it?
1: I it was kind of um the timing of my of when I came out the second time um worked it was kind of well like so I my my first relationship um with my ex girlfriend ended just as I finished school, mm. but so. When I kind of, that summer, um, was really close to... My three closest friends were straight girls. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and I I think I told them that I was, like, interested in guys or whatever. But I think they uh, would have been quite naive to anything like that. And so was I, really, at that stage. So they kind of were like, oh, cool, kind of straight now. So, yeah. so
2: yeah. <laughs> like, that's
1: cool. So they were fine with it. And I kind of was like... I don't really, I didn't, I didn't really know what was going on. So I was like, cool, we'll just go with this now. So that was fine. And then when I started college, I kind of was really eager to not be, like to not go in and have the same image as I had in school mm. because that didn't fit me anymore.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so I was like, okay, I don't really know how to go into college and like what way I'm supposed to act. Yeah. And I also was like, oh, I feel like if I were, like I was thinking of how I was in school and how almost anti bi people I was in school, mm. that I was like, I don't want to be shoved off, or I don't want to intrude into yeah. someone's space, so I kind of just went in to college, and was like, happily just not going to mention my sexuality at all, for okay. the whole three years I was there, yeah. I was like, it's fine, I, it just won't come up, which is so naive to think now, <laughs> I, just, I just really think that, it's fine, I'll just, I I'll study, just like, <laughs> yeah, I was just, I'll just study, <laughs> it's fine, learning. Learning. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I still kind of like, I might take girls or guys, but I just won't tell anyone, it's going to be fine, yeah. like, but it just so happened. I sort of felt this is like a thing with queer people is you just find other queer people no matter <laughs> where you go. So it just ended up my group of friends that I made were all queer. <laughs> so we all just were. And I remember we were talking. They were like, oh, you should come to this society. And I just didn't feel comfortable. And I was just like, I don't, yeah. still don't really know. I was like, these people are cool with it, but I don't know if a society of people are going to be yeah. cool with it. And I was like, I still don't really understand what language I'm supposed to be using yet. Um, but it ended up then in second year, I kind of, got the courage to like join the society and that's really where I kind of came into myself and came really became more comfortable with with the label by and like started kind of using that label and, and taking it and it was only through meeting other bi people and mm-hmm. um, bi and pan people in the society that I was like oh these people are so cool and they're really like owning their sexuality and and yeah. um, that's exactly how I'm feeling and I was like cool I can definitely use that word and people were so accepting and like were actually really okay with me figuring it out which was so nice I really thought that like at, by college stage you have to be pretty sure what your sexuality <laughs> is and you have to like nail it down and know what words or whatever and it was so nice to have a space where I could kind of figure that out Mm. um so college was a great space to do that I think in the wider community um there's issues (laughs) with with bio and um I think it doesn't come from a place often like of malice or anything like that but um I think a lot of time by people are like butts of jokes and stuff mm. like that. Where like uh, I know a lot of my friends who are gay men, like they would kind of make jokes about me being straight or, or that kind of thing. Or like lesbians will often say that they wouldn't date by women yeah. or and stuff like that. And it's like casual and it almost seems like people are joking. I think people forget that like it is someone's actual identity sometimes. Mm. So um, it's difficult like and you kind of it, it's funny because I see it in my own circle of friends and people who I love and they're they're great supports or whatever and they don't mean it and I. Don't, that's why it's kind of it's 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 hard because I know no one's that's that's a society they're brought up in yeah. and I understand it because I felt that way about white people when I was in school that like I kind of it's not that I had any kind of um hatred towards white people but I just kind of thought it was funny Yes. And it was just kind of something that everyone joked about because yes. they were greedy or they were kind of fake and it wasn't really real. Yeah. And so I think that gets fed into the community a lot. Um and it the jokes do kind of come up and I think uh it does kind of bleed into what people think about white yeah. people. Um I think it also is difficult because for me, anyway, I'm quite feminine looking, so I don't necessarily look very gay. Yeah. Um, so if I'm in spaces like the George or whatever, mm. it can be really awkward because I feel like some people are looking at me and think I don't belong there, but like, it's my space as much as it's anyone else's. Like, So I know when I had a boyfriend... Um, I wouldn't bring him to the George or any time he did come with me to the George I was like don't touch me when we're in the George so like don't kiss yeah. me in the George I was like I'm, I'm trying to be gay in the George so yeah. like don't because you do get like that weird looks or whatever and yeah. people like obviously think you're a straight girl like well, that
2: straight couple here you know yeah. and you're just
1: like oh I'm not like you know and it, it is hard because i feel like i even do it myself i'm guilty of it myself where you go into the georgia and like oh my god there's so many straight girls here yeah and I mean, how do i know they're straight like yeah. I mean, for me of all people I should not be saying that but um i think it's really easy to do and it's like a stereotype as well that's really easy to
2: kind of fall into so yeah there's definitely some problems in the community but and and does that mean then that you have to like edit your behaviour depending on what space you're in oh, like if you wouldn't put your boyfriend in a gay space but then if you're in yeah
1: and like you're in a kind of I always see it as being in a sort of limbo because yeah. when I'm around queer people I'm like actively trying to make myself queer yeah. Like, yeah as queer as possible so like I'm not talking about men that I'm interested in and mm. um, I like, try only to talk about like women or non-binary people that yeah. I'm, I'm interested in or even with like clothes which sounds really weird you try and dress a little bit more queer whatever that means or you know fit into that kind of but then at the same time even though you're trying to do that um you always have experiences that don't align with people who are gay or lesbian or whatever because like I have experience of being with in relationships with men and so like my friends who are lesbians don't understand that and then like gay men then almost sometimes then think I'm a straight woman and treat me a little bit differently. Yeah. Um but then on the opposite side of that then I think people assume, okay, well you must be able to kind of um I've heard a lot of people say that like bi people have almost straight privilege in straight places. Yeah. Definitely haven't found that at all. Because um although like if I'm in a relationship with a man, um I found this with if when I was in a relationship with a man and I was around straight um, places and I was with straight people, I felt like part of my identity was being erased. So yes. people didn't understand um a lot of my, you know, background or my history or whatever mm-hmm. because it does involve... And, um, like my only other relationship was a four year relationship with a girl, like yeah,
2: and um,
1: so people didn't really understand that, or like all my friends are gay, and a lot of my interests are quite queer, and like so that doesn't fit into two straight yeah, places course, either, yeah, so you end up kind of in this weird limbo because you're not straight and you're not gay, yeah. so you're just you're just somewhere in between and you're bi <laughs> you're, yeah exactly, <laughs> and it's difficult because I think in theory, it would mean that you fit into both mm. places really easily. But in reality it's like you're almost not in any of the places like so there needs to be just a whole separate like buy <laughs>
2: space somewhere. That, that would be great. Um and quickly too more accepting in all spaces well, yeah. as well. <laughs> I do. We're having a laugh and you are uh, so positive you he speaks so positively about everything, but it mm-hmm. must be exhausting, you know. Yeah. Even changing how you dress and look <laughs> in, in and a think, certain space. I is... think
1: I do have um like a really unique or not unique I'm sure there's other people that have the same experience because I know what it's like to be a lesbian in those yeah. places and um, I know there's a difference so like yes. it's not that I'm kind of making up this this difference in my head mm. it's that I know I was more accepted in in queer yeah. spaces when I looked very queer and when I only dated women like yes um, and then I know I'm treated differently in those spaces and I also know when I looked very queer in straight places, obviously it was an entirely different experience. Yeah. it's it. I know that there's a difference there. Like yeah. so, yeah. But it it there's no. I try not to get too like down about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and instead, I just try and like really openly talk about it quite a lot. Yeah, which is a lot of work because it's internalized some of it. Yeah. Like so, you're in queer spaces, and I know I'm editing myself, so I try not to do that so much. And and because I'm really open and perfectly yes. comfortable talking about it. I like to try and kind of make um as many little tiny statements as I can to yes. hopefully contribute towards some like more inclusive feeling in in queer spaces. At least straight
2: places are it's a whole different world. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah, that that like a, we'll yeah. start with the queer ones. So. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um I don't I, I, I love that you you, you explain it so well. I um always like to think that I'm like really open I don't have any like of the phobias but then when you say that about kissing a guy in a place with a george mm. um, I haven't been out in a long time <laughs> um, but when I have before and I've seen a man and a woman I've been like oh straight people have so many spaces why, why are they, they here? here Yeah, and that's de- I'm so sorry that's yeah, definitely yeah. something I have thought yeah. in my head before yeah. but see the, and, w- the funny
1: thing is I do that like when I'm out and I see like and I was, all, I was just about to say a straight couple they're not necessarily a straight yeah. couple And like, I mean, one of those people could be trans. You know what I mean? One of those people, or both could be bi. Like, you you don't know who those people are. And I think it's very easily done because I even do it myself sometimes. You're like, oh, another straight couple here. And you're like, Jesus, why am I saying that? We're so conditioned to, to,
2: like, that's just how invisible bisexuality is though, that our first thought is not someone part of our community in a community space. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. like straight people like
1: The rule of thumb I like to use with, with, um, who should be in like our, our queer spaces mm. is, is um, if someone's being respectful and they are like kind of I don't know knowledgeable on some yeah. level of the culture I think that it's a space where I think they should be welcomed so um, so I'm thinking of um, like some some straight people I know who are absolutely amazing allies and who like are active allies so they're not just like I love, I love yeah. people like, yeah, they're like yeah. active allies who get involved in things or whatever and they might be out in the George because, like, all of their friends are queer yeah. or whatever. And I think that person should be entitled to be in that space if they're respectful and yes. understand that that space, they're a guest in that space. Yeah, um. Yeah. So it's 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 where do you draw the line? Because the likes of, like, hen parties going there who are, like, falling over gay men who don't want to be fallen over or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, that's where the kind of line
2: and, is. is. No, it, but then I guess, like... I kinda go like you were saying, like buy until proven otherwise. Like mm. I think of that straight hand parties and I think what if there's one person in it Who's that's by, like yeah. or or they're we'll not aged, yeah, and yeah. it's their own, it's their first time being in the space and they're like, I found my this people is, yeah, and yeah. they wouldn't have gone in otherwise all so their friends are straight. Mm. So sometimes I'm like, Oh You know, it's frustrating, but also maybe there's that one person or like five people Mm -hmm. in the group that are like, oh, this is my space. I just never got to be here before. And I also I was having a a
1: really easier time giving a pass to women. I'm just like, yeah, you understand the pressure. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah. But also,
2: um, there are straight men that come into our spaces that look for because they feed, mm-hmm. yeah, feeding off the stigma of like just have met the right man and that kind of thing. Or if you're bi, you're gonna have a threesome. Yeah. Or, oh
1: god! You even yeah.
2: say you're lesbian, you're gonna have a threesome. That yeah. they, you know, they definitely come in for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and Which that's is so gross. <laughs> <laughs> just just <laughs> don't. Yeah. yeah. Um. I know you said before, like, yeah. people think but people are attention and mm-hmm. greedy and um this kind of tendency seeking leads into like a not trustworthy thing yeah which then as adults turns into i wouldn't date a bi person yeah like how um yeah like what do you think about that what do you think about it? people think that black people are like they're horrible words like yeah. greedy untrustworthy it, like it's definitely
1: something that like i don't know where it comes from but it creeps mm. into uh your your thought process when when you think of by people i think it's just because like on a number level in theory, there's more people that could be attracted to you and you could be attracted to them, yeah. which in practical <laughs> terms is not true. <laughs> like it just doesn't turn out that way. But um, I think that's probably where it comes from a little bit. Um, and it's definitely, it's, they're definitely pretty hardcore stereotypes that I think a lot of people have come across if they're talking about bi yeah. people they've heard greedy and they've heard yeah. kind of attention seeking is a huge one yeah. and I also think it completely differs between men who are bi and women mm. who are bi mm. I think women who are bi are seen as very promiscuous and like up for yeah. threesomes mm. and like um kind of just attention seeking like trying to get men's attention yeah. and then men who are by are all, always automatically assumed that they're gay and they just won't say that they're gay. Yeah. Um. Which is...
2: Yes, that's so true. Yeah, which yeah. is
1: crap. Like, so I think it's it's a huge stereotype and it, it bleeds into your internal narrative. Uh, has to, like... Yeah. So you kind of... I find myself even trying to um make sure I'm not kind of contributing to that stereotype, yeah. which is, like, awful to have to be policing yourself that way. Yeah. But you're kind of saying, okay, well, like, I don't want people to think that I'm out on nights out, like like always talking to people or like that kind of way or um that I don't want to be seen like I'm dating a lot of people at once or whatever and you try and almost balance out then the gender of people who yeah. you're dating I find myself doing that like too often then not like kind of going okay so I date a guy so I should date mm. so, you know and you're kind of adding it up in your head and it, it's it's something that I don't know um a lot of other Sexualities that have that much pressure to keep like an equilibrium of like yeah. of like who you're dating and how how much you can influence how people perceive you because I think a lot of the time I like to say that I'm almost like um like a gold star bisexual is why I always <laughs> like it's, that's a horrible term because like it but I know I know it's what, what mean, I always though, yeah. I always joke and say that because um the the kind of ratio of people I've dated is quite equal and usually stays that equal um and I go through like phases of when I'd be more into uh women or like more into maybe people who are doing something cool with gender or yeah. like more uh, whatever and then I could have a phase where like I'm just kind of in maybe interested in men for a little while. Yeah. Um and that's kind of how it usually works for me. So I yeah. think in some ways that's easier for people to accept. Um I think it's harder it's harder when people want to, I think it's a weird thing that people always want you to put a percentage on it, like how yes. much, and it's like, okay, it doesn't really work like that at all, like, it's like, yeah. I think there's just a fundamental misunderstanding of how bisexuality works, like Absolutely. people think it's like, um a, a mix of different sexualities, but it's its own sexuality in its own right, like, so it, yeah. it doesn't work, so it's like asking someone, like, what's the percentage that you're into, like, brown haired people with, like, or like blondes. Yeah. and it's like, that's, it depends on who I meet, or like, what why I'm in, and it also depends on what spaces you're in so i'm meeting queer people more than i'm meeting straight people yes. because of the spaces i'm in uh for some bi people maybe they're mo- mainly around straight people so they'll probably date more um straight people yes. like they're probably yeah. in more of those types of relationships than someone who isn't so yeah it's 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 exhausting i think because it really depends on the environment that you're in so it's not
2: just preference it's also who you're around yeah and, like, yeah but like anyone it. else
1: like it, it is yeah you, you're going to date people who make sense today within the circles that yeah. you're in that's for everyone like um so that kind of would influence how a bi person is perceived in yeah. places i think um, i think for the most part i'm perceived i'm i'm kind of accepted quite well in queer spaces because um i speak queer like i have a lot of queer <laughs> knowledge and yeah. <like>, so yeah. <laughs> um, and i a lot of the circles that i'm in are queer my yes. interests are very queer so yeah. um i kind of it's easy to accept me into a queer space but mm. then but even still even as kind of quite a queer by person um those stereotypes do come at you still yeah. like people do kind of joke and it's 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 something that you kind of it's hard to joke about because it's a real thing that people think so yeah like you could take a joke but if someone's joking saying like oh you're greedy but then you're like a lot of people do actually think i'm greedy so it's not really a joke um so those things definitely come up um and i think more so in the queer community than in straight communities weirdly enough I think it's funny when people think that there's like more people that you could date yeah. but then when you you have to eliminate so many people who are crap towards bi people like, yeah. so like so many so many men you meet are like they're instantly if you, when you mention bi they talk yeah. about threesomes like and you're like ew <laughs> you're like yeah. that's, that's not where this was going at all like so that's kind of a write off and then there's a lot of, of lesbians who make who want to know like if you've slept with a man they almost feel weird about it and they then they don't want to date bi women or they're like yeah. afraid that you're going to leave them for a man which yeah. is really strange I hear that a lot yeah and it there's a, a number of different people who you automatically have to eliminate because they're gross about your sexuality like so we'll get yeah so it's smaller. smaller and smaller <laughs> like so it ends up you're just looking for the bi person ends up. It's, it's the dream I don't it's, <laughs> like, it's
2: just it, I always say it's the dream <laughs> but yeah dream. yeah um but we have seen through the helpline um in, in all not just on the phones but in all the mm. different areas including like the wellness groups and different events and emails and stuff um that more like the second highest demographic of people that contact us are by women um so i th- like do you see that there is like, the rise of bi do you see uh, are you, are you seeing more people being out as bi or being more um, not even not out but outspoken as bi um, or like i i i'm most people i meet now are like i am bi
1: yeah i think again it, it's it the line that like, the where what spaces I'm in yeah, and because I'm really open about being bi I find a lot of people tell me that they're mm-hmm. bi or they're just like oh I can think about it or whatever and I'm like yes yeah like, it's fine you can do it like or whatever so yeah I think it's I'm I do hear of more people saying the word bi yeah and um, I know because I, I know for years I was bi but I didn't use the word bi I like rejected labels altogether which I think is a huge thing that bi people do yeah um, because I know when I first um realized that that's how my sexuality was kind of working I kind of I, was, I don't care about labels and i I don't want a label and and that kind of thing, which is valid some people don't yeah, want labels of course. but um i i reject, but once you reject a label you almost reject a community because yeah. without the label you're almost you, you don't know where you fit in a community so um for a long time I did just reject labels altogether mm. um and I think a lot of people who are by do that too for the first while but I am hearing the word by a lot more yeah. Um, and I know it's something that even myself who is really open and proud or whatever but it, it's a word that even now I find difficult to say sometimes and okay. um, depending on the spaces I'm in so in spaces where I'm quite comfortable I can say it but even with my family I don't really use the word that much yeah. even still or around like new people or straight people I would use queer more yeah. um, because it almost is like very political and they you know they're not going to ask any questions because they feel like they're going to say the wrong thing or something <laughs> yeah. so you can just say queer and then people can and like think what down. they think yeah. Yeah. Um, but for bi I think yeah it's a hard word to use just because there is such a stigma attached to yeah. it
2: um, it's a loaded word it is it's yeah. a loaded
1: word like so it, it's something I think Um, I love when I hear people say that they're bi because I think it takes a lot of confidence and a lot of like work on yourself to be able to come to a point where you can say the word out loud. Yeah. Like for, for a lot of queer identities, it's the same thing. But I think my experience with bi anyway, it's a, it's a hard word to use because it, it almost feels like you're reclaiming it because it yeah. can seem like an insult sometimes. Yes. Um. So it's something I'm working on. I'm still working on it now. And it's, it's something yeah. that I'll probably continue to work on for years, like yeah. uh, is being comfortable using the word. And like, so whenever I get the chance to use it, I try and use it like when I can, like but, um, it, it definitely it changes in whatever groups you're in does change some
2: more editing yeah <laughs> um, and you either you, you, you use it as much as you can have you found using the word and speaking about it have you found that helpful in terms of figuring out your identity or like getting confidence in it or is it like um, does it get easier with time or is it yeah I think the
1: interesting thing I found is that the confidence in your sexuality for me anyway how it worked was once I got once I became really comfortable with accepting the fact that sexuality is not for me, black and white at all. And it yeah. fluctuates and it changes or whatever. And that's valid. Once I allowed myself to like accept that, um, then the words kind of are another just thing that comes with it. Yeah. Um, so it's, for a long time, I was quite ashamed that, because uh, again, going back to um the stigma of young people coming out and not really knowing what their sexuality is, there's this huge stigma against people not knowing, which there's actually nothing wrong with you not knowing. Like, of course, yeah. And then even when you do know, so I know I'm bi, but... the the way that works changes all the time like so and once I was once my confidence grew with accepting that the rest of it became a little bit easier like so once you kind of become like maybe a bit more self aware of of yourself the rest becomes a bit easier because if you accept yourself it doesn't really matter as much what people around you are are accepting or not accepting because if you have that in yourself you kind of can take or leave what people are going to think and you can brush off your shoulder a little bit a little bit more like so um it's a long journey though, I think like yeah. so for anyone who's kind of struggling or, or thinks they might be by or whatever, it I think a lot of it for me anyway, it would have been helpful to not um necessarily try and tell people um before I was ready to. So mm-hmm. don't feel pressured into needing a label. Yeah. Um so although the label is important to me now, yeah, and it's something that I think is important so so that you have a community. I think don't rush into trying to use a label. Like, Mm -hmm. let yourself sit and try different labels out, see which one fits. So I think um, it is allowing yourself to just take a minute, however however long it might be, um, and figure out uh, what word or what label, if any, works for you and, like, not feel pressured to have to have one um, to be in the community because... It, like by way of you not being straight or not or having to figure it out you belong in the community already like so yeah exactly. it's perfectly okay to just like not feel comfortable to have them yet and queer is a really good one to use um in kind of waiting for for one that like yeah. because queer is a really umbrella term and um it's yeah. almost like a political word yeah um to do with the like, queerness is is the po- political part of the community, so yeah. I think if you're anyway inclined uh, to be interested in the history of the culture, then yeah. use queer while you're trying to figure out what the sexuality actually is or, or gender
2: identity, whatever it is. I think that's where, yeah, yeah, queer can be really good because it can be gender or sexuality. Yeah. So when people aren't fully comfortable yet, but they know they're not necessarily cis mm-hmm. or they're not necessarily straight, it can be a word that, yeah, not necessarily a stepping stone, but it can also be a stepping stone mm-hmm. or just a I'm part of this community but you know that's yeah that's as yeah. far as I'm giving you right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um then just also for um for bi people listening to this um that are like you mentioned that you had like internalized bi phobia yeah. and that uh, um you spoke about your experiences with bi rater mm-hmm. um for anyone going through that like do you have any tips or advice um, for them to people that do identify as bisexual but they're I think encountering it's, it. it's
1: really helpful to know other bi people like that's obviously hard for for some people that's not possible yeah but if there's any way you can even not know them but like listening to other bi people so yeah. um I, I'm sure there's podcasts I don't really listen to that many but okay. I'm sure but this one but like like bi-specific podcasts yeah. I'm sure there is some of them floating around mm-hmm. or um like even finding if you can't have a voice or can't voice bisexuality yet, it's great to hear someone else do it. Mm-hmm. I know that's what helped me first was hearing other people being bi and like owning it. Like, mm-hmm. so seeing someone else do that is really helpful. Um, and then besides that, just try not to be hard on yourself is the only thing because I think it's hard to figure out anything that's non-binary in this yeah. in this world because everything we're told is binary. Yeah. So uh, sexuality that isn't kind of set in stone or is a little bit more fluid can be really hard to accept. So just not being hard on yourself and like not expecting it to look a certain way really helps. So like just relaxing a little bit and maybe like (laughs) not putting so much pressure on yourself to figure it out, it, it will help. Like, and it's all in time. I think... Uh, a lot of people when they hear me talk about bisexuality, are like oh my god you've it all figured out but like yeah. I, I still don't and I've, I've no problem saying that is that it, there's some things that are still really confusing and there's some things I doubt sometimes about myself some still and like I've been out as bi for four or five years like so yeah. it really is like a journey and it it's okay to be you know somewhere in the middle of that journey
2: or or you know figuring it all out it's fine Thanks so much for saying that you um, are still figuring it out. Because I think sometimes people, there are fantastic speakers, but they do have it all figured out. And people mm. are like, well, that's never going to be me. Yeah. Like, that, that's just too far. I, I, you yeah, I can't yeah. get there. Um, and what about for people who are listening who don't identify as bi and that maybe, like you said, non-maliciously accidentally contribute mm. to like bi-racia or biphobia? I would
1: maybe just take a look at the language that you're using and yeah. where it comes from and yeah. um, so I think it's important to kind of really maybe reflect on what you actually think about by people mm-hmm. um, and that can be a hard place to go because I think sometimes it's really hard to accept that there's like any internalized phobia in yeah. you but um, it's like that speech that Panty did like we're all a little bit homophobic like yeah. so we're all a little bit biphobic so and that's okay but to just accept that maybe and then um, not necessarily edit yourself but be able to be more um, mindful of, of the language that you use using around by people, yeah. and and think about what what stigma or what um, kind of you're putting on someone else mm. when you say that. Like, um, and try and just put yourself in someone else's shoes because yeah. I think everyone in queer spaces um, understands what it's like to not be accepted in a place or to have yeah. to. Figure yourself out or whatever it is. So I don't think anyone in in our community would want to make someone feel that no. same way uh, within our own community. So I think recognizing that that is something that you could be doing by making those jokes, yeah. um and then really evaluate why you're telling those jokes, um, and what they could be doing to someone it yeah. uh, is a good way to start and talk to people that you know that are bi and yeah. get their opinions on, on language and and see what is offensive and what yeah. isn't like some things are funny yeah like so there's some bi jokes yeah. that are funny but um it's it's the way it's said so we'll just talk to bi people and yeah. um,
2: um be mindful of kind of the language that you're using but that goes for anything really like i like yeah that's fantastic to be mindful of the language I, I think a lot of people I mean I hope even listening to you today it's going to really resonate with people because a lot of people that use that language I actually don't don't even know if they if they think about it will they actually mm-hmm. be by far? I think if they think about it they're like oh I never thought about this yeah why do I say it like mm-hmm. I, I also grew up with that thing like why people are greedy mm-hmm. and um and yeah attention seeking and stuff and then when I had my first bi friend she was like oh would you ever be able go out with a bi woman and I was like no because she'd leave me for a man mm-hmm. and she was like what makes you think that I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we looked at all the things. And I was like, oh well, you're actually the first by person I know, so I don't know where I got that from. Yeah. And I realized I was just saying the words that I'd heard. Exactly, I didn't yeah, actually yeah. feel yeah. that way. I,
1: I'm never like I never try to get annoyed at people who who make those kind of jokes mm. because it really is just we're just repeating stuff that we've heard. Yeah. It's like anything else. It's like people using gay in a negative. Some yeah. like people say, Oh, it's so gay. Like no one's actually talking about sexuality there. Like it's just a phrase that they've heard and that's been said. And yeah. um, so I think it's a healthy way to kind of point it out and go like, why did you actually say that? Like, or, or where yeah. does that come from? Is a great way to kind of stop someone and go, yeah. oh, I actually don't know why I say that thing yeah. or whatever. So, um, it's, don't be hard on yourself. Anyone that who is using those words or those jokes or whatever, it because society has told us to say those things. Like yeah. it's it's something that's been reinforced over years, but. And um, kind of trying to look at, look at it as a great place to start and could make a huge difference if, if language changes, like perceptions change with it. Like
0: The creators of this podcast are Dublin Lesbian Lions, Laura Louise Condell, and Katrina Murphy. And we would like to thank Hannah for speaking to us for this episode. Dublin Lesbian Line is a confidential support service for the LGBTQAI plus community. If you've been affected by anything in this podcast, you can reach us at 018729911 or contact us on our online chat service at www.dublinlesbianline.ie. DLL is run by volunteers and relies heavily on voluntary contributions, so we would greatly appreciate any financial support you can offer. Whether it's €2 or €100, it makes a huge difference to a small organisation like ours. Thank you for listening and take care.